Rugby blog podcast. Um, we've been already told off by our long-time host, Cami Black. As you'll see, the cats at Rave have returned. Um, I am John Anderson. I'm here filling in tonight because Cami can't be bothered joining us. 
Um, he's got some other other commitments uh, that are taking precedence over the podcast tonight. And joining me tonight is my better half, the yin to my yang, the other half of the best rhythm section in the west of Scotland. It's Ian Hay. The wings to his Paul McCartney. Um, <laughs> yes, hello. How are we? I'm not too bad, Ian. How are you? I'm okay. I've uh, I've been watching Outlander. Ooh. Yes. Any part- particular reason? Just feeling... No, we've run out of stuff to watch. <laughs> it's getting that way, isn't it? Yeah, it is I, th- I think anybody joining the podcast tonight will, will realise that we're we're sort of starting to run out of, uh, you know, on gap weeks. We're starting to run out of content a wee bit, but we'll do our best to give you a full three and a half hour epic. It'll be like Troy, <laughs> you know, Brad Pitt will be running about nudie. The Zack Snyder you know cut. <laughs> um. We've got a, a suggestion is can we replacing Piers Morgan on GMB? Um I'm not sure that GMB's politics would align with our cams, but um I'm not sure. He's you know, he lives in Yorkshire. Is that not quite a hotbed of right wing Brexit activity? Was it? I don't well, know. Was it, it was well, it's like northeastern that <laughs> for That's not, not saying that they're all racist or you know, particularly not Stoke. Which is horrible. That's is. about as political as we're going to get tonight. I, I, I I'm hope. Stop slagging off English towns. Yes, yeah. I basically. Uh, we, I like. Um, we are going to tonight. We're going to have a look at the Glasgow game. Um, before we get accused of bias, yes, both me and Ian are Glasgow fans. However, Edinburgh did not have a game this weekend, so there is absolutely no reason why we have to uh, speak about them any more than the podcast. <laughs> Um, we'll have a look at some news. We'll see what's um, see what's happened. There's been a, a few developments, including a spotting of um, will we will we do it for where's Doogie Donnelly? I think we will actually. I think, yes, I think we're going to th- throw it in a Doogie Donnelly, uh, and then we'll do a wee preview of the upcoming um, Six Nations fixture against Ireland uh, at the weekend. We will have a wee. We chat about that and see where we want to go with that. And no doubt we'll end up talking nonsense about all sorts of stuff. Um, do we want to get the nonsense out of the way first, Ian? Absolutely not. We need Absolutely to not. spread the nonsense evenly, uh, like butter on toast. Good. Did you notice there was 50 viewers as we joined live today? I, I did not. Where, so, where, where did you see that? And that's uh, a surprise I, as well. As soon as they saw us two and no Edinburgh chat, I, I imagine most of the Edinburgh folk. Yeah, we're, we're now um, down to 34 and declining. So Yeah, uh, well done. Basically, Edinburgh's whole season ticket holder uh, group have, have left the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Um, so tonight we are brought to you. I'll get, the, I'll get the promo out of the way. This is a paid promotion, so... We are influencers, hashtag and all that. Um, we are brought to you tonight in partnership with Manscaped.com, who are your premier uh, connoisseurs for downstairs grooming items. Um, they do a number of very, very good um, things to remove body hair, to um, tone, to make stuff smell nice. Um, if you were to go to the, um, wait a second, I meant to have a banner for this. You can tell I don't do this all the time. Let's do this. Boom. If you go to manscaped.com, use the promo code SRP, you'll get 20% off your order. I feel and like I'm on Sky Sports News now. I know, that's it. Yeah, yeah. I know. It's breaking news. SRP. Your boss will thank you. <laughs> <laughs> So, Exclusive. and you can see there, it's, um, yeah, it's hashtag ads, hashtag paid, paid partnership. Yep, so um, 
we've we've both used the products. They're pretty cool. There's some interesting stuff in there. I'm a particular fan of the ball toner because it's nice on your fingers. But um, you can See, also get some on you go. They sent they sent us a new blade which I've now misplaced, and I was hoping to use it on my head because my hair's getting too long. Oh, are you um, going for a you going for a chop? I, I might. I'm going to have to. I used my beard clippers last time, and that took forever. Took like you'll, two hours. You look like like Voldemort's very angry brother. If you shave your head, <laughs> I'd have to shave my face. I'd have to shave my face as well, wouldn't I? No, or just like no, no, no. Universe Voldemort. Eat, like, no, Voldemort no. You just stop there. I, I know. You, well, yeah. I mean, yeah. I believe well, I've not. Se- I've not actually seen. I've only seen the first Harry Potter, and I've not read any of them. Aye, and, the, and hashtag, hashtag spoiler alert, the big man doesn't come back too much in that one. Like, he doesn't come back in, like, his proper baldy snake form. He right. comes back in, like, you know, like the back of somebody's head sort of form. It's a bit weird. Like, if uh, I'm, I mean, I'm no, I'm no destroying anybody's life by, by spoiling that. So anyway, get yourself over to manscaped.com. Check it out. This hasn't taken 14 minutes to promo. So we will go straight into the news. Uh, thank you, everyone. The comments have, are flying have in any, here. Have we got any Patreon acknowledgements to do? Uh, Cammy doesn't tell me. Oh, doesn't right. tell me. But do you know what? You're absolutely right, Ian. We also have a Patreon um, Patreon account. Um, come over. You get exclusive content. Um, if you pay £3 a month, which is the price of a watered-down beer from a pub that is not open at this point in time, you can get yourself access to the Richie, Richie Vernon Thunderdome, which is as cool as it sounds. Uh, that will get you access to exclusive content and ad-free podcasts, as well as Cami delightfully trims a lot of the nonsense that me and Ian speak um, and delivers just the rugby section. Where did you get um, your for £3 a go from, incidentally? Or where were you? I'm not I, I'm not going to promote that that sort of uh, right. that slanderous sort of uh, place. They are dead to me now. Oh right, yeah, those ones. Aye. Yeah, well, yeah, and yeah, I'm, you're better, better. It's a five or five or a month is the uh, five or a pint is now well, the standard. Exactly, yeah, five or a pint is now the standard. So if you choose to, you can pay more than a fiver. Like if you go to Murrayfield, for example, you will pay more than a fiver for your pint. However, you can pay five pounds a month and get yourself access to the Doogie Donnelly Members Lounge, which is exactly the same as the Richard Vernon Thunderdome, except you get your name read out in the podcast. If Cammy tells me. Um, but he hasn't. So if MD has, my apologies. Blame Cam. Send him angry mail. It's no my fault. Um, can I just can I just thank some people then? You know, seeing as Cammy's left out the acknowledgements. Um, I don't know. I, I got, we get sent free whiskey. Mine, Cammy was telling us about this the other week. We we have free whiskey from some of our listeners. Wow. Um, Ali, Alex, and Ian. Uh, oh, I don't know if it's Alex or Alec. Sorry. Sorry, big man, if it's wrong. Um, from the Killencast uh, podcast. So they sent us a couple of free whiskies. That's amazing. Um, this one is a Bunahavan 11-year-old, which they've extra matured in a pork a pork cask. A pork cask would be better, actually, yeah. That's a, <laughs> a nice salty pork cask. Uh, it's 57.5%. So I'm, I'm going to uh, have a wee sample of this later. Uh, I'm currently working through the... Berry Bros and Rudd blended malt sherry cask, which is forty six percent. It's quite nice. nice. So what you're saying is, by the end of send us free whiskey, yeah, and, and we, will, we will talk about you on the podcast. And if um, you come back back later on, you will see Ian in full fifty six percent mode. Um, 
Just as we get on hands in the ruck, I'm sure. Yeah, I've brought water as well. A wee ACDC mug of water to top myself up, just in case. Thunder. Speaking of, man, that music was awfully loud when you played it. I nearly went deaf. I think it's just you're getting old, buddy. That is it. You've turned your hearing aid up too much. I've knocked my head off. Turned your hearing aid up too much. Right. I'm getting worried about my ears. There's like a weird rattling noise, especially if I'm doing like Zoom calls. Yeah. Some certain frequencies are like making my ears rattle. <laughs> if there's any doctors listening, could you please um, yeah, could, could we di- diagnose Ian's, yeah. Ian's, uh, yeah, Ian's impending doom over uh, over a podcast, please, guys? Uh, right, news. Let's get on with some news. Actually, I forgot to use Cam. Cam- <laughs> it want me to show this. Sorry, I'm going to have to show it because I forgot to do it. Do Join the Manscaped stuff. Where is it? There it is. Look, Cammy made a wee, nice. a, a wee bit of fun for us. Boom. There it goes. There's, there's your bush going. So, um, yeah, that will never see the light of day again, Cammy. Thank you for that. Um, shall we go on to the news then, Ian? Let's do that. So we'll start all the way back. Um, last last week, the um, our editor-in-chief, Rory, mentioned the Cratty Kid himself, Adam Hastings who has promptly got himself nice and banned for quite a few matches. Um, what was, what was, you weren't on last week, so what was your take on this? And um, No, and uh, I've not even had time to listen to it yet, I'm afraid. That's Rona, okay. Well, has been you. off, so she's been distracting me. Um, I've, I mean, yes, I can see it's dangerous play, but it was accidental. I know people say you know, intent doesn't come into it, blah, blah, blah. But, I mean... Surely it's more of a rugby collision. Keller could Keller ran into his boot. That's what the problem was. That's that's my excuse for I'm sticking to. <laughs> um, no, but of course now he's banned for. Well, this is this is one of those times when the three weeks, three games thing makes even less sense because technically it's kind of four games he could potentially yep. miss because um, he would have been in the Scotland squad. You imagine, uh, but yes, yeah, so now he won't be. Um, was he or two? Can't mean the other two teams. Uh, so uh, yes, Italy, Ospreys, and it's another Glasgow game. It's another well, it's, Glasgow. It's, yeah, so it's like Ireland. Zeb- Zeb- game, so yeah, you've got Zebri and Ospreys as well as ah, yes. Ireland. So Zebri just there. So he's, yeah, he's missed Zebri. Um, yeah. Aye, so we've had to do a bit of chopping and changing in the backs. Yes, indeed, we have done. Um, so. Um, obviously, we'll move on to some. There's been some additions to the um, the Glasgow Warriors um, back row since last week. Um, so we've had Ali Miller and Mr. Darge himself. Darge, is that how we say it? Yep, yep. Rory Darge. Rory Darge have um, made the switch over to Glasgow as of next season. Um, one of the commenters on the podcast last week was saying that Glasgow definitely needed some back row reinforcements, and I tended to agree. Um, but the, the, I mean, Darge is a really interesting one because there was chat about him last season when he signed for Edinburgh that he should have been, or at least one one of the youth players should have been coming over to Glasgow. Um, and now we've kind of reversed that decision and sort of chipped him across the, the pond. So a good move, a couple of decent prospects. I mean, Miller, Miller's obviously got Sevens pedigree, very, very dynamic player. 
Yep, uh, Rory was the under twenties captain. Um, yep. you know, captain the Scotland under twenties to that. Uh, what's it? F- I can't remember. Fifty-seven, seventeen, or something. Win in Colwyn Bay uh, over Wales. Um, yeah, well, Edinburgh because they've managed to re-sign their first choice back um, back row three. Uh, they're, they're well stocked there, and they've also re-signed Nick Haining. Uh, Luke Crosby still hasn't really had a huge amount of game time. Um, Bradbury's even shifted to lock of late because of some uh, injuries they've had. So yeah, um, Miller and Darge weren't going to get enough game time. Uh, if you look at the age profile of the Glasgow back row, Ro Wilson's getting on a bit. He's played, I think he's played a ridiculous number of games in a row now. Yeah, um, seems to have. Um, always, Matt Fagerson's always going to be away quite a bit. Uh, Leone's going to be off. That was another option at six. Um, so yeah, I think I, I think the only genuine open signs we have are Tom Gordon and Fizarro. And Fizarro, again, age profile, you know, he's, he's going to end of his career. So yeah, it's a good opportunity for the likes of Ali Miller. Um, Rory Darge probably more likely to play blindside, I would think. Um, but yeah, it's a good opportunity for these guys to, to get more game time and for Glasgow to have um, backup when uh, when the big cats are away. Even though we don't make up that many, much. well, the back row is essentially Edinburgh nowadays, isn't it? With... Yeah, yeah, it is, and that, I think that's the thing. You know, we talk we talk about the big the big cats being away. Um, so there's been a couple of additions to the the Scotland squad. Um, so the the main one, uh, and there was a lot of chat about this kind of before the tournament, but the main one kind of coming in is is Sam Skinner, who has been kind of finding a bit of form back at Exeter. Uh, yeah, I've, I've posted um, I post an article today, uh, put up about five-ish, um, an interview with him yesterday from the press conference. It's just the sort of generic stuff, but you know, there's a bit of talk from him. Uh, he's been in very good form for Exeter of late, scored twice at the weekend. Uh, he's played, was it seven games in a row, I think now, um, since the sort of start of Six Nations and even a wee bit before. Um, and it, they've all been at lock, uh, so yeah, it's interesting to see where he'll fit in. But obviously, he's a very versatile bench option should anything happen. Um, early doors uh, to anyone between the numbers four and six. Although Rob Baxter thinks he's an eight as well, so that's that's another option there. Um, but I, you know, it's a, he's a European champion, so obviously he's a quality player. Uh, it's it's a bit weird that we think we've got enough. It's strange to think we have the strength and depth to, to leave him out, but um, there it is. It was an interesting one the last time the squad was revised that obviously Rob Harley was brought in before Sam Skinner, and that that seemed that seemed deliberate on Townsend's part as a you know. So we know that players are brought into squads not because they're first choice options or because they're going to make a squad, but because obviously we've got. There's a, there's a deliberate choice of numbers in that quite often players are brought in because of their similarities to opposition players. And I do wonder if Rob Harley had been brought in due to his kind of, you know, in preparation for the France game, due to his similarity to perhaps somebody in the French. <laughs> uh, Lombi. The big <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so we're, we're look, we, I'm not. Well, I'll do the woke klaxon. I think I will. Two seconds, right? Cammy's much quicker at this. Where's the woke klaxon, right? 
My, we're, we're not in the we're not in the game of shaming or unshaming beards here, <laughs> Big Philby. So my beard is looking very trim just now because I was struggling to eat some soup. In all fairness, um, if you if you if MD's got a big beard and uh, has tried to eat some soup, you'll uh, you'll you'll know my pain. Uh, Ian, you look like you you look like you like a, a tin of soup, mate. I, I don't actually like soup. Um, you not. But well, it's, like it's, all soup. I, yeah, I just can't be arsed with it. Um, I like, <laughs> see, I like the, f- I like the carrot and corny. I like soups. I, you know, I like carrot and corny and soup. That's probably my favourite of the soups. Right. If you were to ask me to choose a favourite soup, um, which I feel like I'm being forced into now. Um, oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't we don't shame bodies on here, but I mean, we shame soups. It's, it's, it's just it's no one meal, is it? You know, people go oh, soup and a bit of bread. I'm like, where's the actual food? I but I feel like I should be chewing food. Like. Soup, soup and a bit of bread. It's more about like soup and a loaf of bread. Uh, um, some see, un- unknown uh, character uh, is suggesting we use a spoon. Obviously, we're using a spoon for our beards. <laughs> our beards for our soup. Oh man, that's <laughs> it. I was using a fork. That's been that's, that's the issue. I had my fish see, slice on the go. I've, I've had to uh, trim my moustache recently. I was having problems with other tins. Yes. Uh, oh, God. how sore oh, is that? The first time I did that, it brought a tear to the eye. Now, now it's happened a couple of times. It's like it's it's a massive irritation and that oh yeah, oh yeah, sweaty bird. It's a but, it's a it's a bit nappy, isn't it? And oh God, you know, like so, what you'll never get if you use manscape.com is n- nippy nippy hairs coming out. It'll be smooth, silky. I've never used my scrotum to open a can of beer. <laughs> You've got the wee nose trim on, mate. I've not used that to open a can of beer either. <laughs> All right, cool. Uh, no, it was not. It was tomato soup, but it was not consumed cold because that's pure bosh. Uh, anyway, it's gazpacho. Gazpacho. It's like a, it's like a Ch- Chilean dictator. Um, so yeah, so Skinner's back in the squad. Um, probably a prospect for the for the twenty three. Actually, if he's doing press work as well, we quite often say anyone that's kind of doing the press work tends to be in the reckoning for for the weekend. Um, so. Other additions to the squad, we've had uh, Rufus McLean has been called up, which it seems Townsend's gone down the route just now, Ian, of giving young, let's just go with young Glasgow backs, because we've got enough of them now, giving them exposure to the to the international setup. So we've had Jamie Dobby there already, um, who is still 19. What? Ridiculous. Anyway, and now Rufus McLean's had a wee call up as well, probably just to get into the the environment. I think that's a, a sensible move. Yeah, he'd been um, with training with the squad before, uh, as is, um, I can't remember. Have you got a list of the players that have been called up to just to train? I think Rory Darge is in it, actually. Um, yep. But McLean has been in a similar um, situation before. Uh, I wonder if they're like like you were saying about sort of training methods and using them in, in sort of as exact as sort of replicas of the opponents. He's a bit like Keith Earls and that he's quite you know height wise and the, the speed on him as well. They they both got quite a similar running style, I think. Um deceptively quick. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, he's but you know, he's he's probably not gonna get near the twenty three unless some some tragedy befalls a bunch of wingers, um, <laughs> but no, good on him. You know, he's he's impressed. You know, he's not finished the article, but he's impressed. And he 
couple of games for Glasgow. Like I said, he's got ridiculous speed on him. So yep. So we'll we'll probably come to that just just in a minute when we will have a quick chat about uh, Glasgow um, against the the, the zebras, uh, zebra at the weekend. But um, the the last wee bit of news that has kind of popped up. So the Euro the European kind of fixtures were drawn today, and. Um, to avoid bias, we'll talk about the Big Cup first. And Edinburgh... Have, God, we are we brother now, aren't we? We are. Te- I mean, yeah, technically. Technically. Um, anyway, it's fine. It's fine. I, yeah, it's fine. I'm okay with it. Basically, the, the European Cup this year isn't really a, a thing. Like, you know, basically, I think the names were drawn out of COVID hat. So... Um, but anyway, Edinburgh, congratulations to Edinburgh. They've made it to the knockout stages in some way. And uh, they have been paired with everyone's favourite French team. Um, it's none other than Finsanity's side himself, Racing 92. So um, so that'll be a absolute gubbin for Edinburgh, right? <laughs> um, depends. Because it's the week. It's, well, this is the thing. It's going to be the week after the proposed rescheduled France match yep. so there's a likelihood that some Scotland players will due to risk protocols be told to sit out yep. um, so who knows how good or strong uh, how strong a squad that we'll be able to send over there um, that's the way isn't it I, I, to, I yeah I think they'll get gubbed um, but I suppose <laughs> France might have oh no France don't have the same thing with the central contracts so the clubs won't care so you know club, and all that could be yeah, back yeah no they'll be um, they'll be they'll be they'll, getting, they'll be flogging Finn for every last drop I, of milk every euro they can get out of them yeah. they'll be absolutely yeah. milking them so yeah I mean I, th- I think it's a really good tie actually for Edinburgh and it'll be really interesting to see how they go against a side who I mean Racing have that they've got that ability to come combine both sides of the game they are incredibly efficient in their back line they you know russell russell since he's went over there has just shone with the players he's got around him but they also have that absolute power game and they you know you just have to look at guys like camille shah's coming back he's him of no neck um <laughs> yeah he is unbelievably big um They've got such a such a good power game in the forwards as well that you would probably expect Edinburgh would want to front up to that, but it's about as good as it gets, and you know it's probably a good indication of where Edinburgh actually are, and maybe if they can go over there and put a respectable like let's be clear, I hope they go over there and win, but they're not going to right. Um, but if they can go over there and put in a respectable performance and really be competitive, that might silence some of the, the kind of negative, will we call them negative Nellies? I think we will, um, who are maybe questioning the divine leader, Richard Cockrell's um, methods over in the capital. Well, you know, both him and Wilson have stated repeatedly it's been a very weird year for them, as yeah. we all know. Um they haven't been able to, they weren't able to strengthen, you know, they will have had their end of season targets and then they'll have maybe had a budget for that. But then obviously the season's been all screwed up. So they've, they've not been able to build as they would like to. Um, so, you know, Edinburgh are sorely lacking, uh, particularly sort of standoff because 
the work permit for was it John O'Taylor? John O'Lance. John O'Lance, that was it. Yeah, you know, his work permit for health through, so you know, it was just Yako. Uh, Yako and Nathan Chamberlain, um, who yeah. was expected to, to be third choice and to learn from these guys, experienced guys. Um, yeah, we know how Cockers will want to play the game, but it could it could be a mauling. Um, you know, if Edinburgh do get to keep, you know, if they, they get Richie and Watson and Mata, they've saved a lot of their best performances for Europe. Um, and those three guys, you know, that's a there's not many clubs in Europe who would look at that back three and not go, I wouldn't mind that. I wouldn't mind some of that, sir. Yeah. So so what we're saying is there's hope, but there's not expectation. Yes, <laughs> exactly. That seems reasonable. We all thought Scotland didn't stand a chance to Twickenham. So, you know, with the... Uh, I think you'll find... Environment. I think you'll find that I backed Scotland to win. I think you'll find, find on another podcast, I may have backed Scotland to win by five. That's just for the likes, though, isn't it? You're just a whoremonger. A <laughs> <laughs> social media biddy, mate. <laughs> oh, so, um, Glasgow are all also off to, to uh, France. Oh, we are off over got, to... Sorry, um, a wee bit, wee bit more Edinburgh news. Oh, sorry, on you go. They've signed somebody. They've <gasps> signed uh, Tian De Bruyne, a uh, tighthead from Leicester. Surprise, su- surprise, surprise, a South African lock joins Scottish, uh, sorry, prop joins Scottish team. Uh, Lewin De Bruyne, sorry, Lewin De Bruyne. Um, so, yeah, that's... Um, and Dara Marfle's, uh, Dara Marfle's gone the other way. Well, he was... Look, that was my, that was my Doogie Donnelly. The lesser oh. spotted Daryl Marfle oh, damn, has sorry. been... That's okay. That's oh, okay. I'll, like I'll just, just. It's like a burst the oh, pinata. You, you've, you've just trod on the pinata before it got destroyed me. Yeah. Oh, no. So, I'd, do you know up. what? We're gonna we're gonna go off slightly off piste here. Um, well, that's we're So this is mainly just so I can practice my jingle usage on on the platform we use. But yes, as, as now that Ian's ruined it, hashtag spoiler alert. Yes, the lesser spotted Marfo um, has 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 rocked up at yet another club. Um, as you say, he's he's off to Leicester for uh, what seems to be to end of the season. Seems to be what's been suggested. Uh, oh no, it's for next season. Sorry, yeah, they've recruited. So you'd imagine that's a year-long deal. Um, they've also signed uh, Nemanja Nadol, um, which you know. Um, oh, sorry, resigned. Yes, but yeah. if you're getting put out in a in a press release and you're alongside <laughs> Nadol and you are Daryl Marfo, you would probably <laughs> feel quite good about that, wouldn't you? People um, think I'm big. Big news. I'm the bit. I'm the big dog. Yeah, I mean, Marfo is, is we're, we're kind of laughing about it here, but obviously a Scotland international prop going to Leicester, I mean, he's quite far down the pecking order in that probably you would get a game at uh, loose head before him at this point, but... Should I say I'm fat? Mm, I think that's what Felby was saying earlier on, but um, 
I um, I'm not obviously not suggesting because we don't body shame no. on this podcast, but um, yeah, yeah Marfo, Marfo's an interesting one, and obviously um, there's been rumours about his attitude and how he maybe approaches the game, uh, and he was obviously sensational in that one autumn series that he kind of shone, but has not really done anything since. So it'll be interesting to see how he goes at Leicester. I think as well, it's just one of these problems with people not getting game time. And always saw Jamie Batty, once he dropped behind uh, Skewman and Sutherland, uh, then he, he got called into the Scotland team and did not play well. No. Um, so I think it's, you know, they, they need match practice. Especially um, in that position. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, so yeah, good luck to him. I mean, this, Leicester and Edinburgh seem to have quite a good relationship. The number of players. Yeah, I mean, it wouldn't. I mean, it wouldn't be necessarily the club that I would buddy up to, like most of all, if I was Edinburgh, given that Leicester tend to be for the last few seasons in particular. Since Glasgow gubbed them, actually, they have been utterly rubbish. But um, I suppose you know, having having access to young. Young talent, maybe in the Leicester Academy, probably not a bad thing. There's been a few, few Scotland boys have come through there as well. So, yeah, apparently Matt, Matt Scott made um, some of these Premiership Team of the Week. I seen that, yeah, both Matt Scott and Chris Harris. Um, Harris, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's that's a dynamic, uh, that's a dynamic twelve thirteen partnership. That one, so. <laughs> Yeah, uh, wingers, wingers will get cold uh, waiting on the ball coming from those two. But um, yeah, so good luck to Big Marfo. Um, we hope to hope he absolutely tears it up at Leicester and is suddenly Scotland's first choice once again. Um, however, so as we were saying, Glasgow are off to Montpellier. Um, so in the 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 week up, Nadolo's former team. So former team. There's there's a link. Be, yeah, also, multiple South Africans uh, after Vern Cotter's era at uh, at Montpellier, where he basically signed all of South Africa for them. Um, it seems to be a bit of a recurring theme around the world. <laughs> well, yeah, like, it's almost it's almost like they're world champions or something. Yeah, who'd have thunk? They seem yeah. to be good. Yep, yep. It's almost like you know, it's the it's the old All Blacks idea of oh we should sign as many all blacks as we can because like apparently they're quite good at rugby so yeah you would think we were in a professional sport or something and teams were trying to win uh, it's, it's interesting isn't it so never catch on never catch on exactly yeah we'll, we'll have none of, none of this so yeah so we'll move on to um do you want to do i'll give you the option Ian, because i'm pure nice like that do you want to do glasgow or would you like to go on to Scotland just now? Um, Glasgow Montpellier. We'll, we'll do that and then move up to Scotland because then Scotland's like the big the big dog. Sounds good to me. Sounds good to me. Is that, is that so, what you're meaning? Or what was there other Glasgow stuff you were thinking of? No, I was talking talking about the Zebra game. Oh, Zebra? All oh, right, cool. Yeah, um, no, talk about Zebra. Well, that was, that was, we were awfully quick about Montpellier. We talked much more about Edinburgh. We okay, did, I, yeah. Now we're going to get accusations of Edinburgh bias. Well, here you go. Well, you're not. You're not just shocking at times. There was loads of South Africans at Montpellier previously. Okay, well, you know, maybe we are not fully up to date with the Montpellier squad as it is. 
Um, if you care, Duncan, please give us a shout and let us know how many South Africans are still there. Um, so, and we've actually covered the Edinburgh Racing game as well. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to give Glasgow Montpellier any more time because it is the Diddy Cup. And I like to remind... Um, it's a Diddy Cup that Danny Wilson has a good record in. He does. He, he does. He, he does. The final as well. So I'm sure you'd appreciate that, John. I did well, appreciate that. We have to add a bit of water to this. This is like petrol, man. <sighs> Hopefully I'll uh... petrol, but... Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, the alcohol afterburn was, was a bit too much. It's a very nice colour. <laughs> reminds me of an Auchentosh and Three Woods. Very nice, yes. Very man. nice. Anyway. <laughs> yes, so um, Glasgow's every at the weekend. Um, you wrote the match report for this, Ian. So um, Glasgow came, behind, came from behind um, to earn apparently a 17th consecutive victory over Zebra. It didn't necessarily, it wasn't comfortable. It wasn't um, nice, but um, Glasgow Warriors, very young team, got mm. over the line eventually with the help of um, Nick Gregg. <laughs> Who came on and had a starring role? Yeah. yeah, so it's um, well, it seems quite typically after I've been bigger up Hugh Jones all week, he had a bit of a shocker, and I'd be going, yeah, that's why he, he should have always been picked ahead of Nick Grigg. Um, and so how the tables turned because uh, it was Grigg's introduction that really really sealed the deal. Um, it, it was it was a very pendulous. Good word. Uh, pendulous game. Mm. Um, so Glasgow had the first decent attack within like a couple of minutes. Spilled the ball. I think it was Hugh Jones actually. Uh, yeah. That was the first first of many. That was um, a recurring theme. Yes. Then there was that horrific uh, clash um, between Greg Brown and I can't remember what's the Italian boy's boy's name. It's in the report. Uh, yeah, that was nasty. Um, and then Glasgow seemed to get the upper hand, but as has been the case frequently this season um, and again it kind of came off the back of a huge own spill which is what turned over possession yep. uh, just before half time tackles start getting missed or they're just not strong enough in the tackle offloads are getting away, people aren't running back into the line quick enough, I mean the the second try, Nakarawa you can tell he was blowing out of whatever orifice he could find <laughs> Because um, yeah, his, his desire to get back in the lane wasn't exactly ravenous. Um, <laughs> but you know, you know, Zebra scored those two tries. I mean, there's some really nice offloading in them. You have to credit that um, as much as you can criticise Glasgow. Uh, but then, you know, Greg came on. Uh, Greg came on for Ollie Smith, who'd been sinned. That was another big issue. Obviously, was the discipline. Discipline was dread. Uh, it wasn't yeah, good, it's yeah. yellow cards galore again. Um, I think we must be. I've not. I looked at it recently in Glasgow. We're quite near the bottom in terms of discipline on the Pro Fourteen website, and they must be seeing as that's a red card and four yellows since I last looked at it. <laughs> you know, I imagine we're now really propping up that table. Um, but no, there was, there was a nice play in there uh, once things got moving, um, and Greg cut a lovely line for the sort of leveler try or the try that brought us into striking distance, yep. and then. Um, you know, proved his strengths again to, for the, the clincher. 
So speaking speaking about dif- discipline, um, there had been there there been murmurings of dissent with regards to certainly the first yellow card for Glasgow, uh, the Sam Johnson yellow card, um, and there was a wee bit of confusion regarding maybe some of the the referees' interpretations. I I didn't necessarily think he had that bad a game though. I thought he was. I thought he was okay. Um, in terms of like the Sam Johnson one's an interesting one, and I, I'll pass over to you for your take on this scene. But a few years ago, like that tackle's fine. Like 20, 2011, 2012, that tackle's fine, right? And there's no issue. Now, as soon as you lift a man in the tackle, you're in danger. And the way he came down, whilst there was no. There was no malice in it, and I think Sam Johnson absolutely has tried to return him to the ground really safely. There's just there's zero tolerance on it now, and you know you have to you have to get sinbin for it. Sadly, yeah, it's that sort of flick of the leg which only just makes it go above the horizontal, even if it's just for a flash, you know, split second. Um, I, I mean, seems it led to a try. I mean, it is. It, is there a point in the sort of double? It's quite often a question, you know. Should there be the sort of double jeopardy thing? You know, could it be if it's deliberate knock on? Do we need to give a penalty try and a yellow card? Um, you know, give the penalty try. You've already given You've up. You've done your bit, yeah. Yeah, that's you know that's punishment enough. Especially now that we're talking about bringing red carded players back on. Yeah. You know, um, I, I think something is innocuous or as. You know, it's not damaging to player safety, a deliberate knock on. Fine, you've cheated. Um and if it's penalty try is penalty try, then that's that's that. If it's not, then yellow card a guy, no bother. Uh but the Johnson tackle, I mean, he goes down on his arm. He, he, Johnson does flick the leg, but he's he's kinda not exactly cradling him, but he sort of sets him back so he's not going head first and then like drop. Um I I mean, I don't know. I mean, obviously, we need to stick to the letter of the law and protect player safety, but there wasn't a, there wasn't a great threat to uh, Ian Nagel's safety. You know, he wasn't dropped on his head. I mean, I, I mean, was it 15, 16? Matt Tumua drove Finn Russell head first into the ground at Scott's. That's right, yeah, yeah. And the only thing that stopped Scott, uh, Finn Russell smacking his head off the floor was the fact he had to put his, arm out. To put his arm out. Yep. You know, and that only got a yellow card. And that's. Yeah. You know, five times as bad as what Sam Jacob did. Yeah, and that, and that and that's this is where it does become difficult because what you're uh, we've we've talked about this a number of times in the podcast. What you're relying on there is um, the wherewithal of the player versus almost the professionalism of the player. And you know, if you think back to the Keith Arrows Fraser Brown incident as well, you're talking about whether a professional player. Obviously, professional players are not setting out to hurt each other. We know that, right? They're, they're sportsmen. They're setting out to play the game in the spirit it's meant to be played in. Um, but we also know professional rugby players cheat like hell. And if the difference is that you don't put your arm out and maybe take a bump in the bump in the back of the head when you're getting gently put back to the ground, because I mean the, the situation at the weekend. As you rightly say, I don't think there was any safety issue. I think if he, but I do think that by the letter of the law, if he comes down, the way he's coming down, if he comes down on his head, 
Sam Johnson's getting a red card. There's going to be no damage whatsoever to the Italian player in that instance because of the way the tackle's been made. But it's the risk you take, and it's about kind of conditioning those behaviours. Um, so it is, it's a difficult one because you are relying on players, to be honest, almost, to say, do you know what, I can get my arm down or I can twist my body to land on my shoulder. It's instinct. Instinct comes in, and it's a really difficult one. Um, I think it needs re-looking at because we're we're in danger of like so every time we bring in these law changes there's very clever coaches and very clever players making sure that they take advantage of it and i'm not suggesting for any anyone who's going to get upset about player safety and just let the boys play and all that nonsense i'm not suggesting in any way shape or form that we allow people to get dump tackled on their heads what I'm saying is that we need to be very careful about how we professionalise these rules. Yeah, and how you how you punish them. Um, yeah. Is there a need for extra officials? So I've I've said for a while, like getting scrum refs. You know, yep. does it does it maybe need? But the thing is, so I was going to say, does it need like a, you know, a sort of a three man TMO team? But then that's just going to drag stuff out much further so that's a terrible idea forget yeah. i even thought it <laughs> um, i'm sticking with the scrum ref one um but yeah i mean because of all the frameworks and all the all this kind of stuff that referees get sent that they have to work through you know these flow charts there isn't much scope for uh, leeway or uh, referees interpretation which i think has damaged certain elements of football and rugby um, yep. Some of the VAR stuff in football right now is absolutely ridiculous and nearly cost me a victory in fantasy football. Oh, yep. No, we'll not, we'll not, we'll not no, uh, dwell too that. much on that. Um, no. So, um, bright, bright sparks for Glasgow. You um, know, obviously they've got the win, but if we're talking about dangerous plays, right? They see when Rufus McLean thought he scored that try when he bounces. The zebra hooker, whose name I was just looking up, he has just dropped an elbow on him. Right on the back of his head, and that's not even looked at, you know, or considered. Um, it was much more dangerous than what Sam Johnson did, uh, but it wasn't reviewed at all. Uh, yes, it's shocking. Where a wee guy, and that's a, that's a big massive hooker, elbow dropping him from the top turnbuckle. That's it. It's like WWE. It's coming it's from the top rope. No, it was. It was. It was a bit of a. It was a cheap shot, and you don't want to see that. Um, and you know the. It's annoying because you often find when you go away to the Italian teams in particular, the video coverage is not nearly as robust and you quite often find yourself um, lamenting incidents that have happened afterwards that maybe should have been reviewed that don't get caught. And, you know, they just want a bit consistency. Tommy Seymour took a right scud in the back of the head against either Zebra or... Uh, Benetton a few years back. As was well. that when he scored like four tries in the hedge? Yeah, yeah. That was. Oh, I loved that hedge. That was my favourite that hedge. That was, that was <laughs> a top quality hedge. hedge. In rugby, that was. That's it. Yeah, yeah. But then it, got, then it got manscaped. It got, <laughs> yes, there it got go. trimmed. It got. That's it got a shameless plug for you. Uh, that's it. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah. I mean, positive sort of Glasgow though. That uh, the pace of the back line 
um, we were we were commenting in our little private chat. Um, our man Forbes has got some serious defensive game about him as well. Um, looks looks a looks a decent prospect. Yeah, it's one of these where you know sometimes, as you said, sometimes you you see a winger and you're like, mm, nah, mate, but yeah. uh, not with him. You know, I'm yet to be blown away by like Sir Ratu Tikivi. Uh, obviously, he's had you know lots of injury issues, and then there was problems with you can only have so many. <laughs> you can only have so many non-EU people in your squad, so that's I don't know how that rule works now for <laughs> British team in the Pro 14. Um, but yeah, he's he seems to have all-round game. Um, he's he's a big lad, so, you know. He he won a turnover which set Glasgow on their way to Dolby try a couple of times. He helped do choke tackles to turn the ball over again when um, Zebra had possession, set up a mall. He's fast. He's strong. He seems to always be in the right spot. Uh, he's little kick through for the first try for Ross Thompson's try. You know that was, I mean, that was, was clever awareness and execution. All right, fair enough. It's a bit of a fifty-fifty, and it took a lucky bounce. But if a zebra player had recovered it, they were stuck right in the corner. So yeah, what was interesting about about that one for me was that he chose not to. So quite often you'll see a winger pop the ball up the line in that instance, but he did have the awareness to kind of look about him and go, do you know what, I'm not going to back myself to pop it in, pop it down the line and then go myself. He was really aware of the guys inside him. He knew Thompson was inside him and he popped an angled kick, which was um, smarts. And we like to see that. And, you know, again, it's maybe something we we with the exception of the top class wingers that we see in Scotland, like so your your guys like your Darcy Grahams, it's maybe something we don't see from our wings. You know, um, I'm thinking maybe I don't want any single players out, but guys like Rory Hughes, who had like plenty of strengths about him, but maybe awareness of those around him was not one of them. And you maybe don't see that rugby intelligence coming through that you you get from these guys from from, from New Zealand, from South Africa. You get a bit a bit more a bit more smarts about them. Yeah, and he's SQ'd, although that still won't stop certain people complaining about the fact he's not come through the club system. Uh, um, yeah, yeah. And also <laughs> we'd best not mention the cat. Um, <laughs> yes, well, we cat. are the cats at a rave tonight, so yes. let's not let's not mention it in case. Yeah. Although, tw- there's no way he's only 21. He's, <laughs> that's a sun-beating face, that. Uh, but no, he looks like an incredibly good player. That's, um, do you remember when Big Brian signed for Glasgow and he was, I think he was 24 at the time? Yeah. And uh, I was like, that guy is not a day under 56. Yeah, and then, then I got accused of being a racist. You did, yes, that's right. Yeah, that's right. So, um, but so because uh, Cole Forbes is both white and... Uh, New Zealand are you, you'll you'll and murder's cats, yeah. No, you'll be fine. Cats. Yeah, no, 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 no. Let's 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 address this Xander Slander straight away. <laughs> oh yeah, I've not, I've not come up with them. Yeah. You've not you've not done any Xander Slander. So the other two in the back line for Glasgow, Ollie Smith and Rufus McLean. Um two big, big prospects uh, from the under twenties. Um yeah, ve- the gas on Rufus McLean. Oofed. Mm. I've decided that I'm retiring the phrase he's got wheels. Um, yeah. That, that and the biscuits. I'm sick of the biscuit jokes now. Are you? Yeah, I'm not doing it anymore. I'm done. I'm done with hamsters though. Um, Fair enough. 
three orgasmal in joke for anyone who's seen that. <laughs> uh, Smith, I don't think we've he's not really had a chance to shine yet. Um, but McLean certainly very quick. I thought when he made that amazing break down the right hand side, I do think he should maybe have looked to pop inside. it to Johnson yeah. or Dolby, yeah. Yeah. Um, who were inside him. Um, but yeah, like you said, man, there's, there's some turbo in there. Uh, yeah. he's, he's very quick. Um, but again, once he just picks up these game smarts, or you know, he's, he's probably just thought, awesome, I'm away, I'm away from a, a first away try for Glasgow. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Um, you can't, so yeah, he, he, looks, he looks good. You can't, you can't blame him for that, but at every age grade you get you get told that if you back yourself in that situation, you better body score. Um, and he didn't, so ultimately it was the wrong decision, but, you know... I, I do appreciate a bit of confidence a player and he has got gas and it's it's good to see him using it. Um it's a really good break. So but as you say, you know, maybe a pop inside, he'll he'll learn that. I think this this is a very interesting comment that's just come in actually. Um before we move on. If Rory Hughes played in the noughties, he would be a fifty cap international. It's more of a Lamont and Daniele type, which isn't uh isn't enough these days. I I'm going to call absolute bobbins on that and purely for the reason that Rory Hughes has not been not injured for 50 consecutive um and days let alone I don't think I don't think Rory Hughes got 50 Glasgow caps let alone 50 Scotland caps it's yeah I mean I get your point I think he is very much in that attritional winger sort of um big brute sort of category but um, there was just never enough about him, and he never stayed fit long enough to ever put a run together where he would maybe have got near international honours on a consecutive basis. Like you know, obviously he got capped, but um, yeah, I just I don't I don't think fifty caps would have necessarily happened for for Big Rory for all of his buckfast ways. Fair enough back then, possibly because things weren't going very well. Um, but but now we have a big brute of a winger who can also score tries. Yeah. Um, yeah. Or and and is not injured all the time. All the time. Yeah. That's like, like you even see Rory Hughes coming on as a sub, all taped up, and then I'm sure there was a game, a couple, of, well, at least one Glasgow game where he came on all taped up, and within about ten minutes you can see him hobbling. Bye. And then like twenty five minutes, you know, he's got twenty five minutes to run about on one leg. Um, <laughs> I was just unlucky. I just don't, you know, like you were saying, I don't think he had the game smarts. Yes, he was a big, strong, powerful lad. Uh, but he was, you know, he, he wasn't much of a stepper and he didn't have, he wasn't exactly prolific. He had a, what is it they call it, a Tongan step, which <laughs> is uh, straight through the man. Um, he got, like, one big chance to get quarter final against Saracens and when he stepped up to that level. Yeah, he, was, he wasn't it good was, enough. It wasn't that. great, let's just put it like that. Yeah. You know? I think that's a fair fair assessment. So, uh, yeah, let's um, anyway. Glasgow, Glasgow won, and that's probably all that we can take away from it. Bonus point. Woo! Uh, Tom Gordon, man of the match again. Um, again, yeah, he was man of the match. Forbes. Yeah, yeah, I can understand that. I think Gordon's a bit of the 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 press sweetheart at the moment as well because of his mullet. All good open sides have a mullet. They it's do. One of the new rules that came in. New, new uh, breakdown rules. That's yeah, yeah. That was actually introduced. Uh, it was a, it was a, 
uh, an in-game variation that was introduced recently. So, um, but yeah, I think you know we'll not we'll not dwell too much longer on it because, frankly, there's no real interest in anything that's happening Pro 14 <laughs> for the rest of the season, really, because you know Leinster are going to win it, and yeah, it's it's really kind of yeah pointless. But uh, well, shall we move on to the international game? I'll do a little preview. So Scotland are up against our good friends from across the the sea uh, this this coming weekend. Um, I noted actually that our good friends from across the sea have have been doing a a sterling job of re-signing all their old age pensioners for at least another season. So both Johnny Sexton has Johnny Sexton signed another year. That's hilarious. That's hilarious. That guy is, um, yeah. I mean, he was. O- he's more over the hill than Alvin Jones. I'm just putting it out there. Um, yeah, and he's suffered more injuries than Alvin Jones. Yeah, yes, yes. Um, and if Omani's free signed, hasn't he? He has as well. Yes, him and Keith. Uh, oh, I hate Omani so bad. <laughs> just well, that's it's it's between him and, and Keith. Keith Earls has also signed a new contract, so there's yeah. There's your Scottish rugby monster villains right there. It's like your trio of hate right there. Sex, Sexton, Omani and uh, Eros. Which one would you tire of punching quickest? I don't know. We'll not we'll not comment on that because we're obviously not advocating violence against no. uh, against uh, no, players. They're, but all, they're all bigger than us. They are, yeah. Well, yeah. I reckon Sexton would stay down and complain to the ref he was injured. He would, he would. So Keith, Keith Ellis would bite your ankles. <laughs> And a man who would have knocked you out before you got near him. Oh, yeah. so. <laughs> First chance you got. Um, so, yeah, I mean, again, another big opportunity for Scotland to kind of really show where they are in the kind of pecking order. Obviously, we, with the game against France being, being COVIDed off last time out, um, you know, we've had lots of time to work with the team lots of time to kind of try and put a game plan in place, but it seems that every time we come up against Ireland, um, all best laid plans tend to go out of a referee-shaped window quite quickly. Um, what, what What's your take on, you know, what, what's your predictions for the weekend? I'm just thinking, who have we got? Who is refereeing? Oh, that's it's a good... not, it's, Oh, God, I think oh, it's not him again, is it? That's it. P-O-I-T-E. Um, it might well be... Because we seem oh. to get him a lot. Because that was like we got him at the World Cup, and yep. of course you might remember the Six Nations game just prior to that is when Greg Ledlaw went on his I rampage. Little, yeah, but I don't know what else I have to say to him. I don't know why why he seems to pick, you know, um, go yep. against us all the time. Um, so I'm not looking forward to that. But this thing, like Ireland, have bullied us relentlessly for years. Yep. Um, you know, Tunis taking the sort of oh wait, this is how I beat the Irish teams with Glasgow. I'll stick to this. Um, but then when you get them under Joe Schmidt and now Andy Farrell, who's not really deviated from the Schmidt plan at he all whatsoever, no, <laughs> either in no. either in style or personnel. No. Um, you know, Townsend reacted to that by picking a far heavier pack for the game at the Aviva last year where yep. we arguably well we were the better team I'd say yep. um, and if it wasn't for 
Stuart Hogg dropping the ball over the line. <laughs> the classic trait of them being offside, not getting picked up, you know, when you're like five metres out. But again, it's Scotland's inability to finish for five metres against yep. Irish teams, a recurring theme again yep. in Clubland. Um, now's the time that, you know, we, we do need to start beating Ireland and Wales. We need to start doing it consistently because we, we know it's in the locker, but we don't do it. And that's why we aren't considered a, what I would say a top tier tier team. We're, we're tier one and a half, is what yes. we are. Yep, but I think I think there's definitely an opportunity for us this weekend to to kind of you know Ireland haven't been they've been effective, but they haven't been. There's nothing again that would concern you about that Ireland team, uh, and the way Scotland, despite what happened against Wales last time out, you would probably be confident that certainly we'll we'll give them a game, and if all going well, you know, there's there's no reason why we shouldn't be looking to win that match. No, especially, you know, we should, obviously, you know, the chat is we should be looking to win every match, but well, maybe not the last season or so. We saw how well that uh, Glasgow and Edinburgh can compete with the Irish sides, and you put our 15 best out against their 15 best. On paper, they look you know, there's certain areas where you could obviously Ireland have dominance. Then there's others where you'd say that we have dominance. Um, you know, it's fairly evenly matched in certain areas. Um, and even the last time we played them at the Open Nations Cup, Scotland played extremely well up until Duncan Taylor's yep. ridiculous yellow card. That was a really bad decision again, um, yeah. And then again, that sort of 10 minutes either side of half time, we ballsed up, Hogg made a. I mean, I, I, this was before Hogg hit this great little streak he's on just now. Um, Hogg wasn't great. Uh, and also, we didn't have Finn Russell. And that's how, that's how you break down that green wall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, when we've played, or played well against Ireland recently, it has been, yeah, Finn Russell has been kind of pulling the strings. And I, I kind of always remember that try. Um the try over in the corner against Ireland. Or was it was it Sam Johnson that scored it with a wee pop up from Finn? It was a beautiful try. So, well, uh, yeah, we'll look to see what uh, see what we can do against them. I, I think um, you know, obviously, we'll do our little team once the teams get announced. You know, this is Tuesday night. So, if you're listening to this on Thursday, um, where have you been? Firstly, you know, he should have been with us before now, but um, we'll be doing our OnlyFins promo, our little flash pods to look at the the teams. That's for our Patreon, our Patreon folks only. Um, so we'll do that. But I suppose... Who, like, who do you think is going to play at 12? Oh, that's a good question. That's a good question. Um <sighs> don't want to say Lang. I think Sam Johnson will get the nod. You think Sam Johnson will get the nod? He's had an extra eight minutes. Yeah, I think I think Johnson has been. That's the thing. I think Johnson has been really good. Actually, the last couple of games he's played, in spite of getting yellow carded, mm. I think I think he has. He's he's captured a lot of the kind of things we expect from Sam Johnson. That big kind of ball carrying um, and his defensive work is pretty strong. So. Um, Johnson and Harris, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I think you might be, you might be right. Uh, people say it's, they don't think it's, you know, there's not a lot of flair there, fair enough, but they're both strong and direct runners. 
and yeah, you don't have to have too much flair when you've got yeah, like you Finn putting you in a gap die. and just <laughs> he brings uh, all the sauce. Like, yeah, you, you you just you just bring the the fish and chips, mate, and Finn will bring the he'll he'll bring the, the salt yeah, and the pepper, the accoutrement, anything you need, hot hot curry sauce for your fish and chips. I don't know if that would work. I think it probably would. Um, but chips and curry sauce, though. Oh no, I know chips I and curry sauce. Fish, man. That's ah, see, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, just like bang it on the fish, and um, yeah, so you've got a. Um, I'm watching this on Friday. <laughs> All right, very good. <laughs> um, we've also got uh, yeah, Ireland have looked pretty mediocre so far. The Six Nations, yeah, we see that every time, I know, and then sneak weasel life it is grind us down into oh. glue. It's so frustrating. Um, cheap mince meat. And do we not think you'll stick with Lang? I, what, Right, no, I don't. Know. I I have my views on James Lang. I think I think Townsend sees something in him at the moment that he hasn't shown during games, and you know that's not to say he hasn't got talent. I think he probably shows up very well in training, and Harris was the same, and he stuck with Harris, so he might well stick with Lang. Um, I'm just not convinced yet. That's not to say I won't be convinced, and. If the time comes where James Lang is the starting 12 for, for um, Scotland and is looking very, very talented, um, then, you know, I'll be I'll be happy with that. But I just, I don't see it yet. I don't see it yeah, yet. So I think particularly as well with Rory Hutchinson, who is also able to play that sort of utility back role. I think really, it's really going to be a straight shout between Lang and Hutchinson for the... The twenty-two jersey, yeah. Um, we because Cam, Cammy Redpath looked the real deal, didn't he? Let's just put this. I mean, let's just say that Redpath, once he comes back, he you know he'll get another Aye, chance. He'll be, he'll be <laughs> oh God, or will Duncan Taylor be given another chance at twelve before he breaks in half? I, I mean, I'm, I'm half tempted to play the Duncan Taylor sea shanty right now, but um, yeah, I think we'll. We'll, we'll, we'll avoid that just now. Um, yeah, I mean, I think I think you're right. I think Sam Johnson probably is our best option, but it's it's all down to what's what the game plan is and what Townsend wants from his twelve. And I think he is starting to go back to that that second distributor, which Johnson isn't necessarily as strong at. He's much more of a direct runner than. Then uh, I've seen, I've seen him dish out a couple of pretty sexy passes. Oh yeah, no, he can. Race against Saris, yeah, uh, like a twenty meter effort. Um, he certainly can. I just think he, he likes to put his like just, quite often just put the, the step on it and just off you go. But um, whereas maybe Lang will distribute a wee bit more. But again, I, I think you're right. Red, Red Path is definitely the the successor to the the Pete Horn twelve jersey. In the Scotland shirt, it's just we've had three years since Pete Horn's been decent in a Scotland jersey. So, um, oh, I know that's going to get people's Cold. backs up, isn't it? I know. Ouch. Oh, I don't mean it. It's Pete Horn's lovely. I love Pete Horn. Just at 12. Just yes. as long as he's not playing at 10. Shall we go into to this, Ian? Let's let's crack yeah. on because we're doing well for time. Who has got the hand in the world? 
So, yes, we have made it in an hour and seven minutes to our Hands in the Rock, which is our Any Other Business section. You can um, give us something that has ground your gears. You can give us something that has made you exceptionally happy, exceptionally sad. Anything at all tends to be quite related to Scottish rugby, but often we kind of, you know, there's, there's, there's a bit more space to be creative and free in this area and also there is no there's none of there is no woke klaxon in uh, in in hands in the ruck so um our our divine leader cam has emailed me we've got a hands in the ruck um i know oh yes i know i was wondering why he didn't just message me but you know it was very 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 serious yeah, um, there was no attachment, no. But uh, so this is a hands up from Chloe Stanton. Um, so hi, Chloe. Um, so very, very nice. Hi, Cammy. Oh, I, I go with Cam now, but you know, um, Cammy's good as well. We like that. Uh, this week, my hands and rock is turning uh, is the turning up of noses in some corners of the Warriors' support at Ali Miller signing. I think you'd struggle to find an Edinburgh fan who didn't want to see more of Miller, and I think he could be an absolute revelation for Glasgow. He was always a fast, skillful eight at under 20s level and sevens, and Edinburgh added a harder grafting edge to him. Perhaps didn't give him the framework to showcase his more free-flowing strengths. That's uh, that's a very good point. I don't think this will be the case at the Glasgow Warriors, and as such, I think they're getting a very well-rounded player. Also, I'm gutted that Darge is moving too, as I grew up in the same village as him, a good few years ahead, mind you, and despite being a naturalised Ouija in everything but the rugby, there's still time, Chloe, there's still time. It's okay, come, join the dark side. Um, it's it's okay for me to get out, but no one else regards Chloe. Finishing off with our regards, that's that's strong. Um, have you noticed this sort of thing from from our brethren, Ian, that we perhaps sometimes turn our noses up at certain signings? Um, I haven't noticed that one, but I try not to linger too much on forums now. You know how hard it is, John. I've had here before that. Um, I haven't noticed that about Miller, um, but I do find it... I mean, I think I see more of sort of the other side where people moan about the fact that Glasgow aren't signing enough... Scottish. I've done the air quotes thing by the way for people who are listening to this. Scottish uh, enough like Cole Forbes and uh, Sioni Tula Tula Pachuca. I'd even been practicing that. Yes, that. Um, yeah. Uh, so it's like why? Would, so you complain about us not bringing in good enough players then you complain about then certain sections complain about young Scottish people getting given a chance. You know, it's a balancing act, and like Chloe said, I mean, the guy's uh, proven at sevens level, and he is very highly thought of. I'm sure I've even given him man of the match uh, in one of the Edinburgh matches I've covered this year, um, if not twice, in fact. Um, but again, it's because of the fact there is Bill Mata and Nick Haining uh, and even Crosby in his way, because he is quite versatile, but I think he prefers playing eight. I think I, I, I kind of see him as an eight, really. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, give the boy a chance. Uh, you know, we've we've sometimes been excited about people who have come over and they haven't uh, they they haven't produced. But then people we haven't heard of have become great players. You know, 
Finn Russell didn't just appear from nowhere, did he? You know, he had no. to hop in, uh, you know, get, get settled in at the Warriors. Looney Nakarawa, the first couple of times I saw Nakarawa, he was a bomb scare. <laughs> and then he came on, he, like, he ended up being Rugby World's Player of the Year in like, 2016-17. So, you know, give the boy a chance. He's very talented and if you're going to be an asshole about signings, either way, then make sure you're justified and give me good reasons, not just oh, Al Kellogg and Fraser Brown. There you go. There's two guys from Edinburgh came over, weren't getting time. Uh, Kellogg's a club legend, and Fraser Brown as well. He has over a hundred caps. He does, and uh, yeah, absolutely. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's it's an interesting one. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna partially touch on. So Alan McDonald has in our secret super squirrel secret Qdan fans page uh, on Facebook. Um, we have for patrons only. So pay your money and you can get into the group. It's well cool. Um, Alan has hands in the ruck regarding the memories of the Scotland France game and how comprehensively we were outsung by the French fans. Now this will lead on to my hands in the ruck. So we're going to segue very, I'm, I'm doing like Doctor Strange here for those who are, who are listening on audio here. But uh, we're going to segue quite nicely into this. But um, Flower of Scotland is a great anthem, but our chants are not very good, is what Alan says. He doesn't say that, he says something else. Um, we have either Scotland or Scotland. Um, and that's it. That's, and, that's not how you wrote it, but never mind. I, you know I'm a pedant. I know, I know, I know. We, as a pod listening forum working group, have a duty Wait, to come up with better chance. I, I think I've got it here. He's like, Scotland or Scotland. And, that, and that's the two ah. variations of the of the Scotland theme. So we we have, we have I have to agree, actually. We, we've been doing this for a wee while now, this idea of do we need more chance for Scotland? And certainly, so we've got a couple of a couple of suggestions have popped up in the group. Um, Ian, you've given one yourself, which was um, yeah, quite quite well received. It's, it's very popular around the ground as well. You just go boo at every time. Um, <laughs> Scotland win a penalty, boo. That's it. <laughs> Great drive, um, Scotland, boo. boo. It's I like know. when people shout Bruce at a Bruce Springsteen concert. Exactly, that's exactly what it's like. Um, Rona Sweeting has given us uh, more of a Scots than anthem, but I always enjoy a rousing chorus of O Ali Price, sung to the tune of Oh What a Night. Um, that is that is quite a good one. Um, I'm going to be honest, I, I quite like every time it comes on the radio just now, I'm a bit of a fan of the old Nick Griggs on fire. Oh, Ian's just disappearing. Yeah. Where are you going? No, I'm getting a cigarette. Um, oh, right. oh, 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 yeah, okay. I've started smoking again since lockdown, so that's grand. Thanks. Okay. Thanks, Thanks for sitting down. in the house. Um, um, the, yeah, I, well, don't, I don't, I'd hate that song, though. What, the, I, I don't, Nick, I don't Nick like Nick the Kings Yeah, I don't like Kings of Leon. Although, no, I have, no, it's not Kings of Leon, is it? It's not. Yeah, the, the sex is on fire. It's what? not, it's not. No, 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 no. Oh, what are you thinking? What's the Nick Gregg? Nick Gregg's on fire. Oh, go, oh Gala. Oh, that's, no, that's how the French got COVID. So no, that's, that's how they got our game cancelled. It's true, yeah. yeah. I, I thought, you know, they were, oh, who's it? Uh, Will Grigg, was that the 
Wigan. The, the Northern Irish football. Nor- yeah. Northern Ireland football, yeah. 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 I, so I thought it was that. And yeah. I, I don't like the Kings Leon. So we've also had, to the tune of Bread of Heaven, this is controversial, Xander <laughs> um, Z- like Fagerson, feed him biscuits evermore, feed him biscuits evermore. Um, I think that's good. That's got some legs. That's pretty good. Um, Johnny McGinty. Ironic scenes he gets sent off against Wales. Exactly, yeah, yeah. Johnny McGinty has come up with um, something along the lines of um, Jack van der Walt. Uh, or vote to the tune of Fingerbus. Um, Johnny, you're going to have to come back on the podcast and sing this one for the, us. The, the Vander... Yeah, yeah Jack Vander Vogt to... The, I, I tried to work it out earlier on. Surely it could just be yeah, yeah, Jack Vander Vogt is coming and then yeah. we're going to need the best next bit I can come up with is from Cape Down to Lithgow and Inner City Disco. That's, that's not. Good. That's that's strong. That's strong. We like that. Johnny, um, I think I might have to try and you know help you out with this. This sounds yep. like um, I, I like this. But mind you, Van, good. I mean, Van der Vaart's not going to. He's going to be lesser spotted. Lesser spotted, Van der Vaart. Yeah. So we've got uh, Mister Blindside for Jamie Ritchie. That's a, that's a strong shout. Um, penalties turn those points from none to three. That's uh, I mean that's that's bold as well. I like that. Um, and starting in the corner, starting in the corner, I like that. And oh, 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 can we also have Duhan, Duhan, the only, uh, Duhan, one, and only. the one and only. That's yeah. beautiful. But I quite That's like that, Johnny. Kelly Cranky along the lines of the Scottish version. Yes. So we've had lots of good suggestions. Now, this is all fun and wonderful. And if we could get a significant portion of the Murrayfield crowd to join us in any of these, um. That would be very, very good. Um, however, there has been some suggestions, and this is my hands in the rock. Can I just put it out there? Highland Cathedral is mince, right? And see if you share the video of Kelly Brown singing it. It's even mere mince. I don't care, right? He's got a good set of pipes on him, but it's rubbish. And nobody's going to learn the words to it. And nobody's going to be like singing it at Murrayfield because do you know what? We've talked about this for like probably about eight years now, and everyone still thinks it's rubbish. So I'm sorry, but Highland Cathedral can go and I think the term Alan used was get in the sea. I would probably suggest that is probably too good an outcome for it and it should be in the sea with some serious concrete attached to it. Yeah, and a lead casket. Um, yep. Yeah, even yep. the, 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 the proposed lyrics are a bit... But because it's all like, oh, Scotland, the land of birth and all that, but a lot of them it's not, you know, we have a number of South Africans now, if you haven't noticed. Um, Someone mentioned that once, rubbish. once or twice. Yeah, it's just, it's, it's, it's crap. It's you know what? It, it's shortbread. It's a shortbread tin song. That's what it is. Yep, yep. It's the kind of thing that Andre Rue plays, and I can't stand Andre Rue and his stupid mullet. That's the only time a mullet's bad is when it's on Andre Rue. He's big. Have you seen Andre Rue? <laughs> if anyone, has, <laughs> if you don't have an idea who Andre Rue is, by the way, you should just like check the look of this goon, right? <laughs> He's made classical music popular. Like your grand probably loves him. Um, <laughs> yeah, but he's rubbish. And he, like, he has a big cheesy grin. And he's like, "Oh yeah, here we are." Like they change the Sky Arts channel sometimes to like Sky Andre Rue channel, and I'm just like, "Oh man, I'm going to watch ten minutes of this and then snap mm-hmm. my eyes out." 
Adam Peel might yours. Um, yeah, it's, yes. I, th- I think there's definitely an argument for his like. So anyone that's had a good a good day out in Murrayfield, it's normally the let's say more party like songs that tend to get right. So we've all sang Flower of Scotland, and we all you know we've all had the the hairs on the back of our necks standing tall from the, the you know the sixty sixty odd thousand singing along, but. Ultimately, it's those moments where you get a party tune going after a try, or it's you know, it's a a wee bit of music in between plays or something that you tend to remember. I don't think there's anything to be said for necessarily really encouraging the, as you say, the shortbread, the you know, catch. We are we are a bunch of haggis eating bagpipe warrior, players, warrior poets. That's it. I don't I don't think there's anything for that. Um, and you know, I appreciate people like like that type of music and stuff. But you know, you're talking about you're talking about a, <laughs> it's a sports game. <laughs> you know, there's going there's going to be lots of young people there. There's going to be lots of uh, lots of people who would rather just listen to some, frankly, some Lady Gaga on the, on the, on the tiley than um, than any of your. Uh, your Highland Cathedral. So my hands in the rock is Highland Cathedral, like Alan says, can get in the sea. Uh, yes, and, and a lead coffin then with, but did you say concrete board on top of it? Yeah, I did, yeah. We could maybe use, you know, the sarcophagus they have at Chernobyl. We could maybe, oh, we, yeah. could, we could take that and use that uh, for a, for another usage. Have, have you ever seen the, um, the, the manga, uh, Ninja Scroll. It is brilliant. It's one of the best ones I've seen. Um, All right. I don't. I don't know much about Japanese animation, by the way. So, but if anyone's interested, this one's a classic Ninja Scroll. <laughs> um, so this dude's like fighting this immortal demon, and uh, he headbutts him forty times, and then that nice. still won't kill him. Um, so the guy gets back up, and he, he covers him in gold, uh, molten gold, and then Ooh, kicks him nice. in some water. So there you go. He's sunk at the bottom of the. See, so that's what we can do. If we could embody Highland Cathedral, that's what we do with Highland Cathedral. Headbutt it forty times, um, and then <laughs> go over it and launch it into the sea. I think, I, think, I think that's got potential. So it's it's kind of similar to Game of Thrones when uh, Danny's bro gets a crown. Yeah, the thingy Targaryen. She's a Targaryen, isn't she? Hi, Daenerys Targaryen. Our bro and. Blondie Targaryen, other Blondie, Blondie Targaryen. Targaryen, yeah, and, and Carl Drogo gives him a crown. Mm, pretty, was, pretty brutal. Yeah, yeah, gnarly. So spoilers. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's, it's early. It's when it's still yeah. good. Don't worry about it. It's ten years old. That's episode anyway. So yeah, yeah, good. exactly. Yeah. So if you're not watched by now, tough. Um, what do you think about this, Ian? Um, oh, why is that not? Oh, uh, no, I can see it. I reckon Andre Rose uh, should be on Ian's potential serials killers watch list. I, I also agree. I reckon he goes from town to town. Um, just you know, he keeps a, a spare double base case to stuff dead bodies in. <laughs> so, Ian, what is your hands in the rock then, mate? Um, so my hands in the rock, and we'll try. I'll try not to make this overly political. It's going to be, but. Um, I don't know if any of you saw, I believe it's in the Times, because it was Alex Lowe, and I can't remember the other name of the journalist. Um, so apparently the UK government are willing to underwrite the Lions Tour. Now, bear in mind, you know, they're not prepared to help out lots of 
small business owners and what have you. Um, they are prepared to underwrite the Lions series against South Africa for it to be played here in the British and Irish Isles. Um, and viewing it as some kind of way to battle our, the, the surge in desire for Scottish independence. Um, which just for me shows how out of touch the government are because they might not have noticed support for the Lions isn't massive up here, particularly with the, the current manager in charge. Um, but also I just, I, I feel it's hugely insulting because it's kind of like, it's like quick throw them a bit of circus and that'll keep them, you know what I mean? It's like, are we not entertained? You know, Boris Johnson <laughs> standing in the middle like, like Russell Crowe gladiator. Um, asking us if, you know, isn't this enough? The fact that we can get behind these, <laughs> this is the other thing, it was like, get behind all these wonderful British nations and also Ireland. By the way, don't forget about them who are going to make up a large part of the squad. Um, is that some way to, to try, try and appease Scottish rugby fans and, and believe that... I mean, there's been people complaining about mixing sport and politics with anti-racism discussions and how we, sh- we shouldn't exclude LGBTQ people from the sport. John appears to have disappeared. Oh dear. Oh, he's back now. Thank God. Um, yeah, I have good. disappeared. I'm, I'm, I'm back though. Good. Excellent. Um, I was worried I was going to have to see out the rest of the show and then I, I wouldn't be able to cancel this. Um, yeah, so it just, I mean, it's, it's a very f- facile and flippant way to sort of try and think this would convince Scottish people to vote. I I go on a political slant. You get you you disappear and distract me completely. Um <laughs> yeah, uh I think there's bigger things that the money could be spent on and to assume that we would be that Scottish people would be appeased by such pithiness would uh, yeah that's not happening for me. It's interesting, like isn't it? Because no, I think there's there's an element of like. So you're absolutely right. We've talked about um, we've talked about this on the pod before that actually we think that in a global pandemic, um, with the situation where people are losing their jobs, people are struggling to make ends meet, um, to suggest that we organise a colonial jolly, um. And we subsidise it is probably not a good look at all anyway. But then to suggest in some way that it's right. So let's let's be absolutely frank, right? We are we are speaking as fans of a a sport that is the minority or an I a minority sport in Scotland. We're not talking about, you know, we are not New Zealand. And even then New Zealand have other sports that they like. Rugby is still a minority sport. You know, we, we get decent crowds at internationals, but the club game is not well followed. And ultimately, you're talking about trying to appease a very small subset of the Scottish public by saying, we will bring the Lions to you. You know, um, because even a sellout crowd at Murrayfield a significant chunk of them could not give two hoots about the British and Irish lines. So you're, it's an interesting one. And I think there's plenty of arguments that often get made about, you know, the political nature of sport and political nature of the Lions. But um, 
it will come as no surprise to most that I I am not a particularly big fan of the Lions. I think it's a a, a waste of time and um, it's a jolly. I, I like it. It's like you I, like it. That's fine. I, I, I get why people like it because it's like see if it's like when you're a kid and if you'd watched the World Cup or if you'd watched the League of like you know you would you'd make dream you know fantasy you'd make your little fantasy 11 yeah, football yeah, yeah. teams or your fantasy 15 World Cup rugby teams yep. you're like oh would I have Yus van der Veeshausen beside Andrew Mertens oh, I'm obviously putting Lobo in one wing that kind of thing you know ah, yeah, yeah. and that's what I quite like about it is that you go from all well, you can pick from these four countries um, oh, sorry five countries technically because Ireland is split into two yep um, and you can make these things work and you can be like you know, you don't have to have Finn Russell and Simon Seville playing in France together to see how good they work. They can play they can play together in, in a line short if Warren Gatlin yep. so decided. You've seen how well they work together. And how then you go, oh man, I'd love to see Finn Russell playing beside not Ben Youngs or Conor Murray. I think that would slow him down. <laughs> like, I don't know, someone like Thomas Williams, you know. Yep. Um, and and that's, that's the aspect of it I like and the fact that after all, all the Six Nations rivalry and nastiness. It is a sort of combining force. You know, you can, you know, the the Irish guy you're arguing with the other week on Twitter, probably because you know, well, that's it's, it's either oh, mind you, who's the worst on the Twitter? Is it Irish, Welsh, English, or us? Um, oh, we're all, we're all point, dreadful. Um, yeah, but yeah, someone yeah. you're arguing with, some Irish dude you were arguing with a couple of months ago. Now all of a sudden you're like. Yeah, I agree with you. I think we should be doing this and this. Best pals, yeah. yeah. Um, so I like that. And it is, you know, it is a bit of a jolly, but it's, and it's, it's, it's such a, it must be such a accelerating experience for the players yep. um, who get called up to it. And, uh, you know, I think, I, mean, I, I enjoy it. You know, that's, that's the end of the day. I think it's, uh, it's I, I enjoy it, but do I think it should be getting played this year? Well, all this other crap's going on, and do I think the UK government should underwrite it um, at the cost of millions of pounds just as some kind of experiment to try and s- stop those bloody jocks from leaving the union? No, I absolutely do not. <laughs> no, I think that's a I think that's a fair point, and uh, yeah, we we have we are we're just sharp sharp at the hour and a half, so I think unless there's anything else. Um, we will call it a night at that. Can I just say thanks to another person? Um, he asked not to get a show, but Alex or Alec, who sent me a nice message on Twitter and has uh, been very generous with his praise and whatnot. A big thank you to him. Um, and yes, we shall try and keep the good quality content going, which I'm amazed that people actually consider me to be one of the providers of that. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know what they say, Ian, there is no accounting for taste. No, there good certainly stuff. isn't. And behind every good man is a good woman. So you're the good man, John, and I'm, I'm a good woman. Are you? I'm a wonderful um, woman. You're a wonderful woman. <laughs> um, okay, so we've, we've, we're probably leaving this on a, on a slightly strange <laughs> note. But uh, yeah, don't, 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 if you've if you liked what you've seen tonight or like what you've heard, if you listened to this on Friday, like uh, Big Chris was threatening to do, um, 
do feel free to you know subscribe on the, all the usual channels give us a shout um send us your comments send us your messages you know we're, we're always keen to hear um hear from you guys also if you are listening to this on apple um apparently it's good if you can give us leave us a wee feedback um leave us five stars come on like we are clearly five star worthy don't leave us one star that's not cool we we are woke but we, we you know we've tried to dampen that down after your feedback so um but yeah um give us a wee shout on uh on twitter facebook whatever we're on scottish rugby blog come and see ian's content um ian writes loads of content um for, for the blog stuff from sam johnson and scott cummings tomorrow i could Excellent. actually do the scott sam johnson thing tonight but i don't have time uh, i think well, I'll, we... I'll, I'll smush that into one i think sam johnson's got coming yeah and then we can get dave cherry uh for friday and then by which point we'll know the scotland team we'll know the scotland team exactly so without uh without further ado it is um goodbye from me and goodbye from ian bonne nuit.